Well, good morning, everyone. It is Mindset Monday. I'm Denise Zach with Game Plan U today. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. If you haven't tuned in yet, I'm hoping you'll watch this a little bit later on. Um, I am here to get into the six inches in between the ears of people who are doing amazing things. I love to talk to people who are out there you know, doing amazing, wonderful work, who are impacting the world, who are making a difference in this world, but also really who have a story to tell and who have great history and who have something that they may have struggled with or they have something that they can teach us through their experiences in the world and that's why we're here because we all need support we all need to hear how other people are succeeding we all need to hear how other people are getting through challenges and so um, i just want to thank you all for being here today and we're going to get started today i am so excited because I have got an amazing, amazing guest here today. Uh, someone who is uh, near and dear to my heart uh, because I've, I've known him over the last uh, year or so. Um, Mike Mooney is gonna be joining us today. He's got a, a long history. He's someone who has been in NASCAR. He is a, a coach, he's a consultant, he's a, a inspirational keynote speaker. He He's pretty much doing it all uh, and doing it all in, in, impeccably Great, so I'm gonna bring him on today and he's gonna chat with us and uh, tell us his story. So, Mike. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Good morning, Denise. How are you? I, I am, I'm great. I'm feeling better after that, that very generous intro that, that you gave me. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. Well, I'm, I'm just grateful that you're here. Um, you know, I just, every time we connect, I'm, I'm very just, impressed by what you do, but I really just value what, what you have to add to discussions and, and all the work that um, you do just brings such incredible value to, to I think, just the people in your life. Um, I know that you've impacted me. And so I'm just grateful, grateful that you're here. So I appreciate that. Denise, thank you. And, and, and I feel the same. I mean, it's not easy what you're doing to show up, you know, every week and put these productions together, but the value and the benefit of having people share their stories and and what that can do for others not only for their mindsets but for um just just getting through their days sometimes especially in today's world i mean thank you thank you for all you're doing and, and you're i welcome. know about our relationship it's been so great having yeah. you in in my circle thank you thank you thank you i appreciate that so so let's dive in right Let let's just dive right in tell us a little bit about your background tell us what you do, kind of how you got there, your 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 story, and and you know how you got to where you are today. Sure. So so I'll, I'll start with what I was doing, and then maybe that'll help bridge to to where I am today. You know, I've spent the last twenty five years, uh, twenty five years of my career in in motorsports, in professional motorsports, in NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One. Um, primarily working with the athletes and the teams, the leagues and the sponsors and, and, and helping bring those, those sponsorships, those multi-million dollar sponsorships to life. And more importantly, having them come to life in a way that was credible and authentic and relevant to the brand to help then drive the return for those multi-million dollar sponsorships. And I uh, absolutely loved it. I mean, absolutely had uh, an incredible career, uh, loved the opportunity to work with brands like Mercedes-Benz and uh, Sprint, uh, Sunoco, Walmart, Tylenol, Eli Lilly, just some amazing organizations uh, to be associated with and, and learn from. But um, 
I had a I had a seed planted in me on July 8th, 2006 that I just couldn't shake. And it took me from that date until uh, January of 2017. It was when I decided that, you know what, um, I could do this job for a long time and I loved it, but I didn't feel like it was really living or living the life that I was really designed to live, quite honestly. I felt like I was I was sleepwalking. Have, have you ever felt that way, you know, where you're you can do it and you and you you love it, you're passionate, but it's it's just not the joy that you know deep down um you're supposed to be finding, right? And that's what led me to making this this career pivot that quite honestly was um something I, I never thought I would do because all of my relational equity was wrapped up in an industry, my my um my name, my the work, everything I did was in this space, and to actually jump out uh, into a, a new world where I would be speaking and coaching and consulting uh, was something that that really um, you talk about mindset and, and things of that nature. I really had to dig into. So you know where where I I ended up working toward Denise and this is that um, a lot of my work in motorsports was tied back to protecting strengthening and rehabbing reputations. And that became the basis of a book that I wrote for, for individuals like us. While I was doing it for teams and, and, and uh, corporations, it's really about the people, right? That, that reputations tie back to because it's, it's our actions and our decisions and interactions that impact reputation. So I started with that message and, go, and went out speaking on reputation and the power of reputation. Uh, and that's then evolved over the past couple of years to speaking around talking on the power of mindset, uh, on on brand, building our personal brands, influence, and things of that nature. So that's what I'm doing now. I love it. I love I love the shift. And um, yeah. I'm curious what what that date. What is September 8th of 2006? What was that seed that was planted way back then? And who planted it? <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll go a little deep on that then. Um, yeah, so that was, it, it was, it was J July 8th, 2006. And I, I had previously been uh, running the marketing communications for the, uh, the Nextel Cup uh, sponsorship for the Nextel uh, Cup series for NASCAR. Yeah. One of the largest uh, sports sponsorships in history at the time. Um, I really valued myself through the commas in my paycheck, the title on my business card, the sway that I had around people. And we had at Nextel, we had just been acquired by Sprint. And as that had happened, my position uh, was eliminated. You know, it was the, hey, thanks, but um, you know, we're, you're no longer needed. Wow. And, and that was the first time in my life that I had ever been told we don't need you anymore, you know, and I, and I was really in a place where I didn't know what I was going to do. And Denise, the more that I tried to make things happen, the more I tried to control uh, the opportunities and, and where I wanted to go next, the, the more just it, it, it turned to crap. It's sort of like I make the analogy of trying to cup sand, like the more you try to put in your hands, the more it seems to fall out and spill through. So I was literally um, on my knees that night because I, I had, you know, family, three small children, didn't know what I was going to do next. Nothing was working according to my plan. And I, I was literally on, on my knees and I just looked up and I was like, you know, creator, just, you, you know, it's just too much. And if you tell me what to do, I'll do it. Yeah. Just tell me. 
you know? And Denise, in that moment, I heard one voice and it was in my chest. It wasn't in my head. So I knew it wasn't like my monkey mind messing with me, but it was right here. And it was one word, speak. Wow. And I said, okay, great. But, you know, uh, about what? <laughs> A little more would be really helpful, you know? Um, so I went to bed that night and the next morning I got up and around nine in the morning, I got a call from a buddy of mine I had lunch with the day before. He worked at Hendrick Motorsports at the time. And he said, Mike, I don't know why I didn't think about this at lunch yesterday, but it hit me last night when I was getting ready for bed that this motorsports association that I'm involved with, we need a speaker for next month. Would you come speak? And, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like, would you come talk? Would you give a presentation? I mean, it was the word. Speak. And I kind of laughed and looked up and I said, I can't say no. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. What do you want me to talk about? It's like, whatever you want to. And that's when I started thinking about this power of reputation. Now in 2006, you know, social media wasn't what it was today. Like, you know, Facebook was like three months old. Twitter was not even around, you know, but wow. I just saw this shift in how reputations for companies had to be managed differently because of the consumer engagement now. So anyhow, that that's what that's how it started, you know. Wow. And and I thought I was gonna get out and do it. I, I got a that talk led to another big keynote and another big keynote. And I'm like, all right, I'm going. But I just got this nudge to say, no, you still have more work to do. You still have more people to meet. You know, so that's what I I did those those last, you know, 10 plus years of of just continuing to refine and build relationships and experience and build the material that led me to that place of like, okay, it's time to go. Yeah. So, so for you, there was something that you wanted to create. If you were going to do this, you wanted to do a hundred percent. So yeah. that's telling me a little bit about your um, kind of your, your desire to really be effective and to get the message out and get it out the right way and, and make it polished and make sure people are going to, you know, really, really take something away from it. Um, and so I've watched your your reels. I've I've listened to you talk in in our meetings and stuff. And and I can say with without a doubt that you you've polished it. You you know what you're doing. You know what you're talking about. It is it's a great message, you know. And and I think we learn a lot from the research that we do, from the the writing that we do, from the observing that we do. But in in my heart of hearts, I also believe that we learn a lot from from our failures or our missteps or our challenges, things that are kind of thrown at us. And it sounds to me like that, that time when, when the company said to you, Hey, we don't, we don't need you anymore. That that was one of those moments, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, it, it's funny, Denise. Um, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this lately, just, just given the end of the year and being, you know, reflective on where I've been and the journey where I want to go. And it, and it really dawned on me that, the the times in my life where I've had the greatest opportunities show up were the times that <laughs> that started with I give up, <laughs> you know, where where I've just been like it hasn't worked the way I thought it was, or I, I was just at the end and, and ready to kind of just like throw it in and just say forget it. And then like a door would crack open. And you know, I learned early on in my in my life, I've had these experiences. And that's what I, that's what I think is important about reflecting in our lives, um, where I looked back at like three or four key points where I was at that place and a door cracked and I 
I got comfortable being uncomfortable by walking through it. And by walking through it, something amazing opened up that I, I would never have imagined, dreamed, or expected. Yeah. And and I think that's such an important point that you talk about because we get we get comfortable with being comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we don't yeah. want to make those changes. We're, we're afraid to take that risk. We're afraid to, to open that door or cross that threshold. And so what do you say to someone who says, you know what, I just, I don't feel like I'm good enough or I don't think I'm going to be able to do it or gosh, you know, that's terrifying. What, do, what do you say? Who, um, I would say that if it's something that's deep in your heart and something that with all of your your belief and being, you think is something that that's pulling and nudging you. And I'm not speaking to you as much as like change your career. It could be, you know, going after an opportunity. It could be writing a book. It could be um, stepping into a relationship, you know, in, in some way that, uh, you know, faith and fear ask us to do the same thing. Mm. And, and that's to believe in something we can't see. Right. Mm. And, and you, you can take faith the way, any way you'd like to. Like, I, I'm very much a spiritual person, uh, but that could be faith in yourself, faith in your abilities, faith in, in your, your track record that, you know, you're going to continue to be successful. Right. But I, I would just encourage people that, you know, it takes just as much energy and effort and headspace to believe in the negative as it would be in the positive. The challenge is that we're we're hardwired to go automatically to the negative, which keeps us in a safe zone, right? And that just goes back to the prehistoric days, you know, where it, it's it, it's about survival, and and that's really all the mind is here to do is to to keep us alive. It's not to specifically help us thrive and and grow. Now it can when we kick it into gear, but at its base, it's going to keep us in that negative. Don't go. Even though you're comfortable and this sucks, it probably beats what's out there because I don't know what's there. Right. It keeps you safe yeah. in, in that kind of primal, like you said, centuries old kind of wiring that we have, which I 150% agree with. And we are much less likely to take a risk mm -hmm. for something good yeah. as we are to avoid a risk because something bad could happen. So I completely yeah. agree. And, and, and there's a difference between being methodical and impulsive. Mm. And, and, and that's something that I'd really encourage people to, to think through when, when they're thinking about making a change or a pivot or a shift in their life, whatever it might be, is, you know, I, I, I did a lot of studying and probably maybe a little more than I needed to on, um, on the people who went out and, and went after their dreams. And the interesting thing, Denise, that I found out was that failure wasn't wasn't um at the top of the list of what their what their concerns was or what they were anxious about what was right up there at the top was not being prepared for when the opportunity came mm. right so think about that think how frustrating that that could be where you have something in your heart and the opportunity comes but you're not ready for it yeah you know yeah. And, and i'll just say like from from my experience like i knew like this time was coming i didn't know when Honestly, no. So the last five years of my career in motorsports, um, three of those years I spent getting myself ready. And that wasn't just in my head space and my heart space. That was also talking to my wife and saying, "Hun, if we do this, we need to lower our overhead. We need to like pay our debt off. You may have to like go back to work so we have insurance and 
the benefits and coverage we need. And we did all those things. We sold our house, we downsized, you know, we paid the debt off. We did those things so that, you know, when the time was going to come, we could make it happen. You know, yeah. so it, it takes that. It does take being somewhat methodical in it. Sure. That, yeah, absolutely. And, and as a founder, someone who's going to be, you know, taking a, a leap into something that you've developed and you feel 150 percent responsible for. And then there's some weight that comes along with that. That's your mitigated risk. Right. It's not like you're going loosey goosey. Let's just, you know, fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> right? You're saying, I want to do this and let's make sure all the emergency doors are shut and everyone's got their seatbelts on before yeah. we take off. Right. 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 And I you know, that. and you know, at some point you're going to have turbulence. All right. We'll keep going with that, with that analogy. I love yeah. it. There's going to be turbulence along the way without a doubt. But if you've got as much as you can be thinking through in place and you've thought through it, it's going to give the people around you a little bit more peace that, you know, cause I, I realized that, look, yeah, my, my, my wife was looking at me like, is this going to work? My kids were like, Hey, is it going to work? We had two getting ready for college. One, you know, another still in high school, there was a lot sort of riding on it, but letting them know that, yeah, that here's what we're going to do. And here's how I plan to go about it. That, that helps. But there was still a, a ton of other, you know, unknowns and turbulence that came along the way that was just like unforeseen, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And was, was there a time when, when you were doing this, uh, was there ever a time where you came up against a challenge that you thought this is this is tough and uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to to make this work or how am I going to make this work? You know, and, and how did you work through that? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was it was literally when I jumped from the plane and again, being being methodical and a planner and, and being responsible, I had lined up uh, handshakes with six people who said, Hey, when you go ahead and pull the ripcord, we'll be with you that bring your wands, do some consulting work with us, you know, do this, that, and the other, because I needed, I needed that underlying cash flow. I never heard, I never knew what the heck cash flow was. I mean, 25 years, I got the biweekly steady showing up in my bank account, whether right. I was good, bad, or indifferent, you know, yeah. now it's like, Oh, Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah had those six lined up, Denise, I'm feeling good. I jump out and it's like a week and a half in and I'm following up with these people. Denise, how many of them do you think came through? I'd like to say half. <laughs> right. Because you're an optimist. That's why. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you, honestly, it was a round number. Wow. Round number. None of them. None wow. of them. And, and that was that wake up moment where I was like, Oh crap. Okay. This just got real. And I had to sit down with my wife and, you know, we had, we had a runway of savings, but you know, the way I felt I had it worked out in my plan was that, you know, we wouldn't have to tap into that. So right away, you know, my wife said, well, babe, what do we do when we hit this date in X months? What, what yeah. do we do then? And I, I told her what probably no partner wants to hear uh, when when you know you're out starting something new. I, I said I don't know. Yeah, I don't wow. know. I, I said, look, I'll I'll drive for Uber. I'll go to Lowe's. I'll, whatever I've got to do, I'll, I'll figure it out. But but here's here's what I didn't know with all of my with all of my my being, Denise, was that if I focused on that date out here, I was focusing on the wrong thing. See, all I was able to really do with my intention, my energy, my effort, my work was to focus on today.
being in the present today. And I really believe that if I did everything I could do today to build this business, to build my material, to continue to follow up and do it again the next day and do it again the next day and the day after that, okay? I really believe that when we got to this date down the road that it was gonna be fine. Yeah. And sure enough, you know, with that, um, I did. I ended up landing anchor clients and, and getting work going before that date even hit. But that didn't come without a couple of like 72 hour stretches of being up, you know, trying to figure things out because, you know, that's just what you had to do. Yeah. You know, fear, fear can definitely be a driver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a, hell of a motivator, but I wouldn't <laughs> suggest living in that space all the time. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. It, it, it's never good to stay to stay in that space. But the thing that I think is so important that you talked about was focusing on the right thing, yeah. right? We waste so much energy, mental energy, emotional energy, and really it turns into physical energy when we're focusing on the, on the thing that we're afraid of or focusing on the thing that we don't want to happen. It mm -hmm. becomes a distraction. And the only thing it does is ruin the present moment. So the fact that you were aware of that, are aware of that, and use that as a mentality moving forward, I think is incredibly um, important, but also speaks to why I think you're so successful because you stay in the moment and you create that positive energy, that mindset that is not going to distract you from, from, you know, achieving those goals or working toward the things that you want to attract in your life, right? That law of attraction, right? It is. Yeah. And and, and I appreciate that. I'm grateful. You know, this, this when, when you're, and you know, this yourself, when you're out being a creator, when you're out there trying to share a message to create relevance and impact and value. It can be lonely work. It, it can, you know, people see the, you know, the highlight reels and the YouTube videos and the stuff on LinkedIn. And it's all important stuff. That's the output of the work. You know, um, several years ago, uh, I took my daughter to uh, a national speakers association uh, gathering because um, there was a speaker there that I wanted her to meet. And she was 14 at the time. And, uh, I wanted her to meet the speaker and hear the message. It was about, about building your, your speaking business because the reality is that most speakers um, do it part-time because they don't really have a full business plan built around what they're going to do. Anyhow, so we go through, through the meeting, go through, through the, uh, the talk, and as we're leaving, I asked my daughter, I said, hey, babe, what, what did you, what'd you think about that? You know, what'd you take away from that message? And Denise blew me away because, again, he's a 14-year-old young lady, and she looked at me and she said, you know, Dad, I never realized how hard you have to work before you get to do the thing you love. Wow. That's powerful, <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, baby, if you can just if you can just hold on to that, you will you will go so far in this life because it's true, you know, what it takes to do the thing you love takes a lot of work. So so people think that, you know, they fall in love with the idea of what it would be like to do something different, you know, and live this life or or, or not live a, the life they're living now, but don't realize the work it's going to take to get there. And a lot of that, honestly, and Denise, you know this better than anybody else. It starts here in the headspace. It absolutely, absolutely does. Yep. And and no one's an overnight success. That is that is a fallacy, right? Yep. That overnight success, just because they met that one person on that date that brought them into the limelight, they've probably been working for 10, 15, 20 years before that building yeah. their craft, right? Ab absolutely. There was a quote that I heard like before. So I like I'd mentioned before, I spent a good three, three and a half years getting ready for this, you know, the the, the this massive shift in my life. 
Uh, and, and a lot of it was recognizing not only what I was feeding myself physically, but also emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And because it matters, it absolutely matters. And there was a quote that I heard that really um, spoke to me and, and, and I leaned into during this and still do is that most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in five. Wow. You know, and I think that really speaks to the power of the compounding momentum by showing up and doing the work and the impact that can make, you know? Absolutely. And, and you know, when you think about all that you've done, if you look back over the last, well, let's see, since 2006 is when you got the spark, 2017 is when you kind of. Yeah. Really so February 15th, 2018 is, was my last day uh, with the race team before I, before I pivoted. Yeah. So we're coming up on you know, on it'd be three years, three wow. years, right? In, in February, it probably doesn't feel like that. Right. Or maybe it feels like 10. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it feels like 10. Sometimes it feels like a blink of an eye, you know? But. So, so looking back, would you change anything that you did? Wow. No, no, no. Because if I did that, that means that I don't believe that the steps that I took or the experiences that I had weren't setting me up for something bigger and better. Yep. Right. Yep. So, so I trust and I believe that that was all the things that I did and, and were, were um, experienced um, were for a reason. Now, have I learned lessons that I will I will change and I will I will be better at down the road? Absolutely. That doesn't mean I want to change what was behind me. You know, I'm a big believer that there's no emotion and no experience ever wasted. You know, it just depends on how we look at it because the experience is going to sharpen our saw and the emotion is going to really forge our our resolve. You know, absolutely. I and I 100% agree with you. I believe everything happens for a reason. You are where you are, and you're always exactly where you need to be in order to learn what it is that you need to learn and do what it is that you need to do. And the other thing that that and and you know, I'm curious to get your your take on this, but I think we've been kind of talking around this too, is that I think you have certainly we need to do educational things to to kind of bring knowledge into our world. But I always believe wholeheartedly that you have everything you need to to be successful inside of you already it's just a matter of bringing it out and i'm curious what your what your take on that is <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, i've got i've got a take on that that, that i i believe wholeheartedly in um and in a, it, it may go on the the side of woohoo but i'm going to go there with you uh but i yeah. I, <laughs> I i believe that before we took our first breath on this earth, that there was a soul mission. There was, there was a purpose of why we were put here that we agreed to with creator or whomever you may believe that, that, that being or entity to be in your life or your world. But because we have free will in this life and in this world, we also knew that it was a 50, 50 shot, whether we would actually be able to do that, accomplish that mission. Because once we, entered this world and started looking at it through these earthly eyes that often lead with fear and anxiety and lack, um, fear of judgment, et cetera, you know, uh, failure, uh, observing other people's failures and right playing in that safe zone that we knew that we may not get to fulfill that mission. So 
Um, I also believe, though, that there are points in our lives that become waypoints and guides that open our eyes to say, hey, you, you have it in your DNA. And this gets back to what you were saying, Denise, like what we're made of. And mm. when I say DNA, I don't mean like your X and Y chromosomes. These are your divine natural abilities, the things that you do that only you can do the way you do it, that impact people that in a way that no one else can. Right. It's like like what you do, Denise, on, on these shows or in your practice. It's like breathing for you. You mm. just do it. And, and it's beautiful. We all have those things. We just have to take the time to recognize what they are and then how do we put them into play? And it doesn't mean you quit your job right, you know, right. and go out and, and save the world. I've got a good buddy of mine who's an amazingly successful uh, banker, but he uses the money that he makes from that career as fuel to build orphanages in third world countries. Wow. Right? So yeah. the point is you don't have to like pack it all up and, you know, go to Sri Lanka, you know, you just right. figure out what it is that you have to give and do that's yours and put it into play. Right. And, 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 and not get sidelined, sidetracked, you know, by yeah. the things that are around you that bring you fear or that might make you feel inadequate or that make you feel judged. Like you said before, I think. Yeah. And the people, right. It, it's, it's, it's just as much the, the surrounding and circumstances as it is what's going on in your head. I mean, more often than not, the external feeds the internal or, or we find that the external validates the internal, okay. you know, thoughts on, on those things. So I, it's, it's really important to recognize who you're surrounding yourself with and, and recognize that, you know what, in order to, and, and this was tough for me because there were some people in my circle from my previous career that are really no longer in my circle because th there had to be space and room for new people to come in in this next chapter. Yeah. And you have to make that space, right? You've got to make those, those choices and you have to understand that you, we all have a bandwidth, right? And you have so much. To, yeah. And you have to have the people in your inner circle that are feeding that energy in a positive way that are adding value to your life. So it's like you said, it's so important because this, we talk about mindset here, but the people around us, the situations around us all impact our mindset. And so it's kind of a symbiotic relationship. And so you, you draw to you what's in your mind, but you can also be impacted by what's around you. So finding that balance, right? Critically it's, important. it's finding the balance. And I'm a big believer in the power of choice. And more than just choice, but intentional choice. Yeah. You know, th there's, uh, yeah, I mentioned earlier the faith and fear example. Well, it's, just, it's really no different than anxiousness and empowerment. They're, they're really, they're, they're, they're two places we can find ourselves that will only be defined by our choice. We, we can choose to sit in a place of anxiousness, which is fear and unknown and what ifs, or we can choose to live in a place of empowerment where we believe that with our skills and, and the, the work we're doing and the things that we have in front of us, that we can put something into play. Absolutely. I love it. Perfectly said, you know, it's, it's, um, I, I, I think for, for what we're talking about today and, and everything that, that you're all about, Mike, it's really kind of finding that inner energy that you have, finding your focus and mm -hmm. understanding how the world around you is impacting you as you're moving along, making adjustments along the way, pivoting when you need to, uh, but staying true to yourself and staying true to, staying true to your passion. Um, and I love yeah. that message. 
Yeah, yeah, and and to to the shifts, you know, I, that that's a great point because we're we're living at a time right now of just seismic shifts in, in, in our lives, and and I've found throughout my career working with championship drivers and and teams that you know the best drivers in the world know when, where, and how to shift on the racetrack with their vehicles, but not only in their vehicle, but their but in their helmets and their mindset in order to stay competitive and stay in the race. We're no different. Yeah, we're no different. Right. Quick thinking, quick adjusting when yep. you need to. Sometimes it's intuitive. Sometimes yep. it's planned. And you just have to know the difference between the two, right? <laughs> well, well, it is. But then also recognizing that it's something you've got to do. You've got to yeah. step into it. Yeah. You know, there's a there was a another phrase. You may you may have seen this in some of my messages uh, or even in, in my email. I'll end with keep digging. And, and that phrase to me, that, that was something we used in racing, um, you know, during the, the toughest parts of the race, the longest parts of the race, we'd often hear the crew chief say to the driver over the radio, Hey man, just keep digging, just yeah. keep digging. We'd say it to the crew members, you know, during pit stops, keep digging, meaning, look, this is, this sucks right now. This is tough right now, but, but keep digging, stay in it. Mm-hmm. And I love that just because of the message in it and, and the mindset of look, embrace the suck right now and and we'll get through it but shortly after i made my my pivot and shift out um i came across uh this this uh phrase that took on a whole new meaning for me but and i absolutely love it and it basically said this that you know i've seen the creator move mountains but i still have to pick up my shovel every single day and dig Mm. and and that's the other part of this you know there's the preparation there's the mindset and then there's showing up every day, willing to pick up your shovel and dig. Too many people sit back and say, okay, I did it. I quit yeah. my job or right. I did this now. Now, where is it? Right, right. Where's, where, I thought this stuff was going to come to me, right? It was, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of reputation shift, the name of your book is Reputation Shift, right? It, it, well, funny you should say that, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Here, here's the shameless plug right here, you know, and also- <laughs> made a little banner for you down there too. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. That's great. And and it's on audio. Isn't it on audiobook now too? It is. Yes. Yeah. So you can get the uh, the uh, heart of the the soft cover uh, book uh, on Amazon or my website. Uh, you can also yes, I spent time in the studio and I recorded uh, the book there. You can get that on Audible, um, iTunes, and Amazon as well. So uh, however you want to take it along, you know, it's I've I've been just so grateful for the feedback that I've received on it. You know, because I wrote it um, in a way that we as individuals in this hyper-connected world could really be. Um, intentionally working on our reputation. One of our greatest assets, you know, yeah. when you think about the doors that can open up or the doors that can keep padlocks shut and we wouldn't even know about it, yeah. you know? So I, I unpack five actionable strategies and tips in here of what we can do on a daily basis to strengthen and protect and build our reputations all coming from my, my stories and experiences in motorsports. So it's kind of, it's, it's a fun, you know, fun stories, you know, and reflection points in here as well. Awesome. And so if, if any of you uh, are, are looking to really kind of understand what drives Mike Mooney and how he's been successful, definitely pick up this book because you will get some amazing tips and some wonderfully valuable information about how to think about your world, your life, your work, your passion, and moving forward. Um, so Reputation Shift is the book you all should go out and get. If you want more information from Mike, you can reach him at mike at mikemooney.com.
You can also connect with him on LinkedIn. This is his, well, I have a long LinkedIn <laughs> address too, but hey, just hit pause for a second, copy that baby down. Um, again, Mike Mooney um, from, from Mooney Consulting Group. I just wanna thank you so much for being here, for your insight, for your energy, just, just for saying yes to coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's been a wonderful discussion. Uh, Denise, thank you. I'm I'm grateful for for your time and and interest, quite honestly, and and thankful for the work you're doing. So thank you so much. I love the conversation as always, and and for uh, the the folks who are going, thank you for taking the time to to stick with us and listen to us. And and if I can be a resource to you or of any value, please reach out to me. I'd love to connect. Awesome. And if you like this podcast and you want to hear more, please hit the subscribe button below and tune in next week. And uh, thanks so much. Have a great day, everybody.